Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. My guest today is situated in Atlanta, though she's rambled pretty widely, including time in New York City and a couple of years in Milwaukee at the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music, overlapping, unbeknownst to me, with years when I was in that city. An introvert, but also a natural-born ham for the stage, Deirdre McCalla got a theater degree, but thought that music would be easier. Little did she know. She released three early albums with the pioneering women's music label, Olivia Records, and she blazed trails as often as she could, including by adopting a son and then homeschooling him. Quite a stretch for a single woman who was also a lesbian and freewheeling folk musician living by her wits and creativity. You'll surely love the deep heart and mind from which she writes and the magical vocal cords which wrap you in her spell as Deirdre McCalla joins us via Zoom from Atlanta, Georgia. Deirdre, what a pleasure it is to have you here today for Song of the Soul. It is great to be here, Mark. Thank you. To my recollection, I've never talked to you face-to-face before. And yet, I know that we've been in the same place before. Yes. I think in 2005, we were both in Virginia at the Friends General Conference National Gathering. At that one, I mean, I know you performed Saturday. You were welcoming people. It's like the family welcome concert, right? It was a great experience. So I don't actually remember talking to you face-to-face at that time. That was before I started doing Northern Spirit Radio. Actually, that's not quite true. (laughs) At that gathering, I was gathering some recordings. I started interviewing people at that gathering, interviewed a few people. Mm -hmm. But that's actually before I had been broadcasting. So you just missed narrowly that much, (laughs) being one of my very first The very beginnings. (laughs) Yes. How long have you been performing with your own music or before that? Well, I've been a ham since I was seven years old. I will say that my earliest memory is is getting up in front of a storefront church that my mom had taken me to or something. Or probably not my mom because we were Catholic. I was probably visiting aunts or uncles. Anyway, getting up and singing Jesus is my sunshine or something like that. But I think starting to perform basically in high school and such. And um, it was time of the uh, folk scare, as Dave Van Rock used to call it. So folk music was uh, was all the range. And I was part of a folk trio that I, I had in high school and taught myself guitar and, and such. And discovering theater when I was in high school and doing musical theater. So really starting to perform then. My The first album I ever did was actually Lulet Records. It came out when I was 19 and in college. And in college, I did do coffee houses 
local gigs like that. And then after college, I did major in theater in college. So performance has always been a continuum, a line that's been the foundation of everything that I love to do and everything that I think is about me. So why don't we get started with your song with the soul? All right. I really took to heart your query when you approached me of and the concept of song of the soul. I thought about songs that I sing to myself or listen to myself to write the world, to calm me, to center me. The very first song that came to mind in that regard is the song that, as I mentioned in emails to you, if you look on my high school yearbook from next to my senior picture, which is of me standing out on a, a road with a guitar strapped on my back, it's Who Knows Where the Time Goes, which was a song written by Sandy Denny. And the recording that I first came across of it was by Judy Collins. I don't perform it anymore. Uh, definitely in my college days, I did this song quite often at coffee houses. Well, let's transport the listeners for today's Song of the Soul interview with Deirdre McCalla by listening to a song. This is actually a performance by Judy Collins of Sandy Denny's song, Who Knows Where the Time Goes. Across the morning sky All the birds are leaving Ah, how can they know It's time for them to go Before the winter fire We'll still be dreaming I do not count the time Who knows where the time goes Who knows where
where the time goes probably best known by many listeners of my generation is by judy collins although it was written by sandy denny and it's shared here today for deirdre mccullough's song of the soul i think we need to make a point right now about your name deirdre mccullough deirdre is missing one of the r's that i'm used to seeing there we have in our quaker meeting locally a deirdre and she's got both R's. Does she use the E or the A at the end? Because that's another variation, is an A at the end of the name, the letter A. She uses the E at the end, as you do. So that's spelled D-E-I-D-R-E, and McCalla is M-C-C-A-L-L-A. Her website is DeirdreMcCalla.com. Any questions about spelling, come by a Northern Spirit Radio <laughs> Dot O-R-G. We've got the proper link there for you. So you can connect up and find out about her. I think it's five CDs. And that doesn't mean that you're going to find there who knows where the time goes. I was thinking, though, about the 45 that you mentioned, Deirdre, the 45 by Judy Collins. On one side, it says both sides now. I think it was a subliminal message that you're supposed to flip it over and play the other side. Both sides now. <laughs> both sides now. There you go. You didn't know that you were responding to that, did you? <laughs> yeah, you know, powerful subliminal messages there, I guess. So, yes, that's a beautiful song that I recall from the day as well. And 45s, yes, I did have 45s. Actually, when I was little, we had 45s. We had Burl Ives and other things. As, as a kid, we'd play them on our little kid's record player. Right, right. Well, let's go on to some more music from Deirdre McCalla. What are you going to share next? Again, when you said Song of the Soul, I have often said on stage that songs for me come into two categories. The songs that I perform, rather. Songs I've written and songs I've written. One of those songs, um, and again, something I sing to myself, is Dave Ann McLean's Nothing Ventured, which I recorded on my Don't Doubt It album. 
Dezan uh, was a song is a songwriter. I'm not sure if she's an is or a was. I haven't seen or heard from her in years. I met Dezan when I lived in New York and lived in the village. This was after music school in Wisconsin. I went from there. I decided it was time to go, go back to New York and make my way for whatever one does in New York, trying to be in the music industry. But yeah, this is a song of hers that just slayed me the, the first time I heard it. Again, it sets a very specific scene that you can hear. It, it pulls on very common even nursery rhyme imagery to set that scene. The cows won't come home. The old gray goose is dead. Just talking about, again, times passing and regrets we have, especially I was singing it the other day and the second verse really speaks to where we are right now. I found newspapers stuffed in my mailbox today. Nobody's safe. That's what they say. I just think it's, it's exquisitely written. Um, and I gave you a live version of it from Folk Stage, I believe, from WFMT, um, the, the science show that Rich Warren does. Because I started to send you the recorded version, and I love all of my albums. I love the production of the album. I believe the productions were good for the time. But for how I hear the song, at least now, the recorded version is too fast. Well, folks, this is a live performance by Deirdre McCalla. It's at the MFWT Folk Stage Live, a Chicago station a song written by Dazan McLean called Nothing Ventured. The cows won't come home, no gray goose is dead, nothing lasts. That's what you said Nothing lasts in love is a lie I remember I argued I don't remember why Open a dream It'll probably break Open a heart It'll probably ache Open a window, it will probably rain Nothing ventured, nothing gained I found newspapers stuffed in my mailbox Nobody's safe That's what they say Nobody's safe And the future is uncertain Well, maybe they're right That's why I'm hurting Open a dream It'll probably break Open a heart Probably a Open a window It will probably rain Nothing venture Nothing gain Fell asleep on the porch 
woke up in the yard since you left. It's been hard since you left. I've been trying to fix that old latch on the gate. You know it still sticks. Open a dream, it'll probably break. Open a heart, it'll probably ache. Open a window, it will probably rain. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Open a dream, it'll probably break. Open a heart. Probably a open a window. It will probably rain. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. folks nothing ventured nothing gained that's what we've just heard from Deirdre McCalla for today's song of the soul a song written by Dazan McLean and performed live that applause could maybe it was yours as you were listening wherever you're hearing this across the U.S. and on of the 40 some stations that carry our Northern Spirit radio programs across the U.S. It would be wonderful if you went online and went to nordenspiritradio.org and posted some comments and rated this program and gave us some feedback, reached out and made contact with Deirdre McCalla. Maybe you have a recording of Deirdre's theme so that she can learn the words again (laughs) for her song. Deirdre's first name again is spelled D-E-I-D-R-E. McCalla is M-C-C-A-L-L-A. That's complex. NordenSpiritRadio.org has the correct link to her and all of our guests of the last almost 15 years we've been doing wow, this. Wow, that's amazing. So many amazing, wonderful performers for Song of the Soul and world-changing activists for Spirit in Action, people like Holly Near and all other good folks that Uh, we've been talking to for these many years. So on our site, you can listen to all those programs, post comments, and there's a donate button as well, which is how this full-time work is supported. Not by corporations, because that's not who I want to bend my message to. And right now, there are some six corporations who own 90% of the media in the United States. Well, that's scary. Yes, that's scary. And so it's really important that we let the local voice come out. And so that's why it's really important to support your local community radio stations, kind of stations carry my program, but also just carrying news, Pacifica Network, where they carry Democracy Now! and other wonderful programs. We need an alternative voice out there carrying news that other people are going to miss out on if we don't make sure it gets into the public ear. So please support your local community 
radio station. And remember to visit DeirdreMcCallas.com, the website for today's Song of the Soul guest. Let's go to another song right away, Deirdre. Few and Far Between is a song from my um, album With a Little Luck. I would say a couple of times a week. This is probably the last song I sing to myself before I go to bed. There's four sections, chapters, stories in the song. Basically, overall, talking about the title, Too Few and Far Between, that sometimes our connections are too few and far between. And as important as they are, that moment is not our entire lifetime. So in the first and second verse, I'm talking about two of those moments. The third verse is actually where the, I changed that a little about our choices, because it's, it's talking about, you know, you're talking about the importance of, of, of a progressive movement. I think sometimes when we make a choice to be active politically, it has a tremendous impact. And some of us make political choices that change our lives. And what sparked um, particularly the third verse was a political action that I can't even remember the year um, that took place in the Bay Area. And they were protesting um, arms shipments coming out of one of the towns by trains coming out of Concord. A very brave young man, and I believe his name was Brian Wilson. That's right. Yeah, stood in front of a train to stop it. And he lost his legs. And that really is why the third, in the third verse, where the other two verses say that those moments are too and far between and it doesn't make a lifetime, in the third verse, it says it often takes a lifetime, meaning you could make those choices and you could die. Um, I don't believe Brian died, but that's a pretty tragic result from a choice that he made. Most of us, myself included, are not that brave. And I really have to, to honor that. Um, and then the last verse also terms it that despite all these moments that we have that don't last a lifetime or can change a lifetime, there is still joy in our lives, in our connections to each other. And as I say, the light in the eye of a friend. And that's what keeps us going. And that's what keeps us moving. And that, again, when I turn the phrase, you know, as it often makes a lifetime. The song is Too Few and Far Between. It's from Deirdre McCalla's album, With a Little Luck. Here's Deirdre McCalla. After it's all said and done, we remember Time will move on, but the memories repeat Me and my scars meeting your hunger, cry in the night on a St. Thomas beach. There's no rewriting history. Be damned, you're lucky at all to be born into an age where gentlemen still fall. To Doesn't make a lifetime. Pieces of dreams 
they careless winds scattered Tossed by the tides and the vagaries of fate Hearts once united and tested by fire Stretch to their limit, finally break Inside a constant stranger Makes her peace with each new sun Doesn't make a lifetime. The sacrifice offered by each generation are those who will rise up and answer the call. Change happens slowly. And our revolution still questions the price of each war where we falls. The choices are reflected God and word and deed. For causes we would die for, and reasons to believe of Often take a lifetime When the time comes to count up all our blessings It may seem hard to know where to begin One is the celebration of living two is the light in the eye of a friend treasure every moment where the laughter falls like rain there will be days of sorrow and the echoes that remain are few and far between They often make a lifetime as you were listening to Deirdre McCallas, Too Few and Far Between, that you were thinking what makes a lifetime for you and for those around you, both personally and in terms of the outer world, you're contributing to making this world a better place, which is a big goal that we have at Northern Spirit Radio. You mentioned Deirdre, by the way, Brian Wilson on the tracks starting that. I interviewed several months ago David Hartso, a book that he wrote. He was there on the tracks with Brian. That oh, really? Day. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're best friends. And so he was there uh, holding Brian right after his legs wow. came off. And that's part of my Spirit in Action program, of course. But those are the kind of people who so much inspire me and have led me to 
make my decisions in life that I, I'm hoping are making this world a better place, as I try and do with Northern Spirit Radio. How have you tried to make the world a better place? When I think about that, there's a whole lot of guilt that I haven't done enough, and I'm not sure what enough would be. I hope through my music that I've made some kind of a difference. For me, it's performance is really an opportunity for transcendence. Um, I often have that my thought before I go on stage is that I am not here to sing, but to be sung through. My hope is that in whatever I am relaying, that it makes for the listener the day a little easier, even if it's a hard song. Sometimes listening to a hard song can make things easier for you. I mean, so of course I've done, you know, benefits or, gosh, I'm still going back to Brian. I've never done anything even close to that kind of sacrifice. So what I do to that extent seems small, but as recently as last December, a woman came up to me at a concert, said she'd been listening to uh, my music for a long time, that my song, Wait Until Morning, saved her life. Hearing it saved her life. It's a song about someone contemplating taking your life. I was touched by that. And it's also not the first time I heard that. So I would hope that that has been the good work that I have done. And that my journey of trying to order the universe, which I think songwriting is, which singing is, it's a way of writing the world, of leveling it off, of making sense of what overwhel is overwhelming and what doesn't make sense to me. Even the funny, what few funny songs I have is a way of writing the world. And I think in that sense, everyone is an artist, someone who's a car mechanic and figuring out a problem and getting that engine to hum is how they order the universe around them. Someone waiting tables that really gets into the rhythm of the, of the dining room that night and plays that symphony of, of getting people's foods out, that's ordering the universe. So in our own realm, we are all trying to do what we can to put the world around us in order. And for me, that's songwriting. And I feel very blessed that for my adult life, my way of ordering the universe has been helpful and enjoyable to a few other people. You keep mentioning the Catholic school that you went to. Your, I think you said your mother was Catholic. I too grew up Catholic, though I didn't go to any Catholic schools. And I, I think that preserved my esteem for Catholicism because of that, even though you know, I found it didn't fit. When did you find that Catholicism wasn't the place where you wanted to be weekly? Well, I was still in Catholic school. I went to an all-girls Catholic boarding school from 7th through 12th grade. Went to Mary Immaculate School for Girls in Ossining, New York, 30 miles up the river from New York City, where you know my family lived. And it's the same town as Sing Sing. We used to refer to it as our brother's school. <laughs> oh, you girls, you. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but it was, it was a, a, my time there, there, there was precious. Fortunately, it wasn't the kind of dictatorial parochial school groups of nuns that were there. They were Dominican order of preachers, which among nunnery is, was actually a very fairly liberal order at the time. But even then, there were things about the, the Catholic Church that just never quite sat well with me. 
most obviously for me, you know, growing up was recognizing the tremendous wealth of the church and feeling that the church, Catholic church as a whole, wasn't doing enough for people who did not have wealth. And that disparity didn't gel well with me. And it left me with a desire not to be preached to and not to be told what to think. Now, that could have been also part of the generation I was part of, who, you know, our age didn't like being told what to do, period. But the strictness of the church, I always, I think, chafed against. Of course, I was also a good little Catholic girl, and I did what I was supposed to do. But once I was out of my good little Catholic school, I did what I felt like doing. So my last few years of school, I was pretty at the school all the time. I was close enough. I could have gone home on weekends, but I was pretty comfortable there. So, you know, of course I was at church every Sunday because you had to get up and go. But once I went off to college, you know, that didn't continue. I know for the longest time, I did not actively seek a religious, spiritual practice. There are things I've always revered, ethics I've always followed. But in terms of feeling that I needed to be connected to a hierarchical body to worship, or that I even needed to worship because at that time, my definition of worship was that you went to a building and did it. You know, it was only something when you worshiped, you had to go somewhere in a building and special building and do it. Um, so I had no need to worship in that regard. And not until I became a mom did I understand some other aspects of Catholicism that were positive. Again, my son was the male child of a, of a single lesbian feminist folk singing mom living in Georgia, <laughs> one of the more progressive spots on the planet. And I realized that what Catholicism did give me was a sense of belonging, a sense of community, a sense of like-minded people in a world where for my son, a lot of what about his life was going to be other, I needed to have a place where other was okay with other others, with other different people. And that's started on a journey of finding a spiritual practice with which to raise him in, which, with, which would give him community and that wouldn't fill him with ideas um, and tell him how to think or tell him how to be in the world. And that's really what I discovered in finding people of, of Quaker faith and stumbling upon that by a young woman I met at a college who was the daughter of friends of friends. And I asked her why she was at that particular college because it was so far away from where her parents lived. And she said it was because it was important to her to attend a Quaker school. And I went, really? Why? Because any other student I'd ever met in the many colleges that I've played that were at a religious school, it was Christian. So Guilford College wasn't Christian. Why, you know, it was Quaker. And she talked about how central to her identity being a Quaker was and why that was important to her. After that series of shows, I went home and started researching Quakers. I'd heard of Quakers before, uh, particularly when I was in college. Um, I did a lot of work in nonviolent protests and ex exposed to, you know, the peace religions, as it, as it were, and peace faith and those testimonies and such. And of course, the Quaker involvement in the Underground Railroad. But I hadn't really thought of it as an active practice, I guess. So Quakers, actually, I found come under, we're not dead yet. <laughs> um, anyway, I started attending uh, Atlanta Friends Meeting. I called and got some information. And, and though I think the information was kind of just almost designed to scare people off by saying, 
oh yeah, we have, you know, lesbians and gays here and we have people who are atheists here and, you know, um, the person on the phone ticked off all the things that I think that if you really were going to be scared by Quakers, it would have scared you off. And I was just like, I have found my people. <laughs> and actually the, the thing that, that impressed me the most was um, my son was probably three at that point, mm-hmm. went to the first Quaker meeting. You know, they did have first day school, but, you know, it was my first time there. So I kept him with me. And at some point, because he was three, he started like squirming and being a kid. And I was used to in Catholic services that if a kid is disruptive, people start turning around and looking at you like, do something about that kid. And yes, people at this meeting, it's an unprogrammed meeting, they did turn around and look and they were smiling. And I remember thinking, they like children here. Well, folks, we're going to have lots of stories and extended visit with Deirdre McCalla on the Norton Spirit Radio website as bonus excerpts because we've only got 55 minutes on the air. So remember, after you listen to this broadcast version, please come to our website and listen to all the bits that we couldn't include in the air broadcast. Oh my goodness, I'll have outtakes. I've made it. (laughs) (laughs) But right now, Deirdre, let's go on to another song for your Song of the Soul. Actually, I think because I'd like to actually close with Walk Me Down to the River, um, that the next song up should be Even Now, which folks should know is just recorded with me, my guitar and my iPhone, something that I've not done a recorded version of. It was written in the the last year. A number of my songs and kind of, again, a theme throughout all these songs is about transitions. Uh, I have a number of songs as I try to figure out about death and dying. Again, my songs are my way of explaining the universe to myself. And even now is an example of of sometimes songs can take a long time to evolve. I started that song, it's been finished for almost a year now. So I actually started that song five years ago. And that's when the chorus of the song was written. It was sparked by my son actually lost his best friend, was killed in a smoke shop robbery. And yeah, my son had was about to start working with his friend at the store and had left early that night and come home to me because he wanted to get cleaned up and spend the day at home. And he got a call early in the morning that some guys had come in just before closing and his, his friend was shot and killed. And he was devastated. That's around that time is when I wrote the chorus of that song. But trying to unravel the knot that that caused in my son's life and the the knot I was feeling for him, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So the song just sat there for a number of years. And then two years ago, a very good friend of mine lost her daughter, who was just a few years younger than my son. And that same summer, I lost my brother. Finally, a way opened that the song came together for me. I I think the people in our lives once they're physically gone, are just over our shoulder. For a long time, we've sensed that, and it's hard to let go. And in the last singing of the chorus, there also comes a time where we can feel that presence, and it's okay, and it's helpful, and it's resolving. So um, if I ever do another album, um, even now we'll be on it. Here's a home recording by Deirdre McCalla, Even Now. 
There's a stillness in this dusty room that greets me every day. On the shelves lie bits of memories I can't quite pack away. You think that by this time the stars would realize it somehow. I still find even now that laughter lingers. Even now I can still feel your smile. Even now. My heart hears your whisper in the wind We were fearless, we were warriors The world was our domain True believers in the dreams that danced before us Right as rain, we knew where we belong. The road stretched on and on. I blinked. You were gone. Even now, your laughter lingers. Even now, I can still feel your smile. Even Now is by Deirdre McCalla. Her website is deirdremccalla.com. 
Deirdre is D-E-I-D-R-E. Michaela is M-C-C-A-L-L-A. And because that's, you're not going to remember that when I say those, those things. So just come via northernspiritradio.org and we'll connect you up with Deirdre and all of the other guests that we've had over the last 15 years. That was her song, Even Now, and hasn't been released. It's a home recording that she did. So, I mean, probably she'll have a Kickstarter campaign to get the next album out. So (laughs) if you want that one to get out, released to the world in a more finished form, do remember to go to DeirdreMcCalla.com, follow her, and just cheer for her next album. Definitely. Actually, on on the bottom, I think, of almost every page of my website, there's also um, a form people can fill out to be on my mailing list to be notified when I'm going to be in their areas. I promise not to clog people's boxes. I probably only get something out about three times a year. One of my thoughts about a song that that makes a song valuable, uh, you were quoting someone else who talked about it. It has to talk about emotions and the furniture. And I would add that it should talk about the emotions in the ways that they really are, which is complex. There's bitter and mm. sweet, mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. instance. If it's all saccharine, for me, that doesn't do it. That doesn't have that power. Right. I think that in even now, you do a good job of capturing the bitter and the sweet together. Thank you. And that's so important because that's how we really live these things. Yeah, life really is composed of both. Well, I hesitate to engage you in more conversation because I think I, you and I could talk all day long. <laughs> You mentioned one of your first influences musically there is Joan Baez. At that time, you probably didn't know about her Quaker identity. Didn't know she had been raised Quaker too. and that Or Emmy Lou Harris, the huh. year that she attended the meeting there in Nashville, at least a year or two or something. I, I've met people there. So, you know, there's there's some of those connections. But I have a feeling that, you know, since you connect with both the activism and the music of someone like Joan Baez or maybe Amy Lou, I don't, you haven't mentioned her previously. I, I figure that there's a bigger spiritual family. You didn't know you were part of. <laughs> right. Right. Actually, I wonder how Bonnie Raitt identifies because at Vassar, when I, when I was in college and doing some of this political action stuff, one of the places that we met uh, and had meetings at was a Quaker school in the area and backstage at this Quaker school the kids had signed students over the years had signed their names and written on the wall back in this was Bonnie Raitt. Well yeah she definitely had the Quaker upbringing and she definitely announced it did a lot of fundraising and other things for AFSC and other groups too so yeah she's definitely continued that. Cool we could have a Quaker music festival. (laughs) (laughs) And we often do. Right, right. But right now, let's get in that last song. You've already told folks what it was going to be. Tell us about Walk Me Down to the River. Well, again, it's it's, it's another in in my series of uh, exploring death and dying, but kind of more from a, a celebratory approach, I hope. It was written to honor my mom's passing. It took me to about three years past her death before I could, I could put it to song. But there are lines in the song that my mom actually said to me as she was dying. My mom died of cancer. But she did say things like, I've lived my life, I've had my fun. And we're all going to go. 
I was really going for, I think I achieved making a gospel song with, with all out all that pesky religion stuff <laughs> in it. <laughs> And, and and in fact, I, I said to the to the person uh, leading the backup singers, I said, you know, it's a gospel feel, it's a spiritual feel, and I want people to get, you know, the backup singers to get excited to sing it. But please don't, no one can say Jesus, you know, just like <laughs> keep a specific God out of it. But yeah, this was was to honor my mom. It's to honor all of us on that journey and. Again, unraveling the knot of of why we're here and continuing to be here and celebrating being here and what we've done and what we move on to, whatever that is. Well, folks, get ready for an absolutely beautiful, wonderful, charged gospel non-Jesus song by Deirdre (laughs) McCalla. It's from her most recent release, which is called Playing for Keeps. It's called Walk Me Down to the River. Deirdre, this song totally kicks butt. I mean, it's Thank such you. a, it's a wonderful you. song. I'm so glad that you got the backup singers there with you. And cause this, this song deserves well, who were led by, by a, a wonderful, I don't know if you have any records by Linda Tillery and the cultural heritage choir, but that's who's the, the backup, uh, not the whole choir, but, but, um, Linda and some key members, Linda uh, did the arrangements, did a wonderful, wonderful job. Linda Tillery has, has sung, back up on all of my albums and is a, a, a friendship and a musical connection that I, that I treasure. And she just made this song pop. I think you made it pop and let's give credit where credit's due. You don't have to push that away. Like you were talking about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Do remember folks that there are bonus excerpts, part of my visit with Deirdre McCalla, which we could not include in the 55 minute broadcast. So go to NordenSpiritRadio.org, find the links and listen to the excerpts and immerse yourself in the music of Deirdre McCalla. Have a joyful, deep experience. Walk me down to the river Let the water wash over my soul This has been a long, long journey I am finally going home I am finally going home Lift my heart to the sky It's sweet, clear
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.